Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Class of its own. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Yeah, it's a very good morning to you. I understand there's just been a couple of technical issues as well, um, just with the audio streaming. Um, I think you can work pretty well if you watch us on video, but uh, we're hearing you and the team behind the scenes are working on that. You can get involved throughout the morning. We know the number is one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. It's the early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Yesterday, we sort of started to do a new segment. We initially called it Truth or Lie, but when it's written... Um, up on a social media headline. It's a bit confronting the lie, so we'll change the name to Truth or Spin. Tim Lamb from the Melbourne Football Club is exceptional at what he does as their list boss. He joined Trade Exchange yesterday, and he was asked about Toby Bedford. Oh, at least you stopped somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, look, we, we, we rate Toby really highly. Like He was part of our Next Generation Academy We've put four years of development into Toby. He was on the verge, you know, he's in our 23 for most of the season in a team that finished second on the ladder. So we think he's, as I said yesterday, he's done his apprenticeship, Toby. He's a qualified tradesman who I would expect would play a lot of footy um, for the Giants. So, um, yeah, that's nice. Jace has said he thought that we get the deal done. We might have a differing view. A differing view on what Toby Bedford is worth. I think it was a pick in the 40s that the Giants were keen to send to Melbourne for Toby. Is it truth or spin that they rate Toby Bedford that highly, Lordo? I'd say spin uh, from Tim. <laughs> uh, I think a pick in the 40s is a fair uh, because I think he's been a fringe player. Like he's a, he's a, I, I picture Toby as a sub. That's how I picture Toby yep. through his career at Melbourne. So I think I'm really pleased for him. And I hope that sometimes there can be good faith in deals and Melbourne can go, what a great opportunity this is for Toby to get three years at the GWS Giants where he'll play every week. Uh, and uh, I don't think, because I look at the picks of the GWS Giants, they've got pick three, pick 12, pick 19, pick 21. Mm. They're all too early. And the next pick is 44, which I think would be about right. Yeah, I agree with you. I couldn't have seen it better. I, um, I, I've i got no issue with him talking up his player and trying to get the best value, but to think you're going to get any more than a pick in the 40s for Toby Bedford, a player that didn't play, uh, that is spin. I'm not picking on Tim. It was just the fact that he was speaking yesterday. Clearly, there's a stalemate between Melbourne and Fremantle over Luke Jackson. Are they going to have a look at West Coast and are they taking offers from both clubs? Have a listen. Um, for Luke to get back to Western Australia. So where that stands at the moment is, you know, we're just waiting for the best offers from both clubs. We've had, we've had some initial chats with both of them, um, but it hasn't progressed very far at all at the moment. Truth or spin that uh, Luke Jackson could do a backflip and play for West Coast next year, Lordo? Spin. Yeah, yeah. he's playing for the Fremantle Dockers, Kano. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't hit the full interview with that, so uh, I've got to be careful too. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think he'll play for the Fremantle Dockers. Uh, it's just a matter of the negotiations uh, playing out, Kano. Yeah, you can absolutely see why Melbourne would be open to listening to West Coast yeah. because they've got pick two, and that looks a bit more attractive than what Fremantle have at the moment. Um, but you're right. Uh, once Luke Jackson commits to a club, very rare that he won't 
find his way there, considering he's out of contract as well. Uh, we've spoken a lot about uh, young players demanding trades in the early stages of their career. David Kosh was asked about this and whether the rules need to change, but he's got a different view. Let's have a listen. I'd say that the responsibility is on the club to um, have the best uh, football program possible and to um, really um, try and become a, a destination club uh, and have a program that is highly regarded within the industry. And, uh, and I think that's a challenge for all clubs, to, get, to keep good players and attract good players is to become an employer of choice. And that's what we've tried to do. Bit of a whack at North Melbourne there. Truth or spin that it's on the clubs to keep your players more so than changing the rules that we've discussed recently? There's obviously different clubs, you know, who are uh, established and, you know, and obviously there's a lot of boys who are drafted from Victoria. So you're at an advantage if you're drafted to a Victorian club. But a lot of truth there from Koshy. I think that that's... Number one, first and foremost, you create an environment and you've got 24 months to have a player say, uh, I don't want to, I, I love it here and I don't want to go mm. anywhere else. So I look at the Brisbane Lions and they were a mess at one point where I remember uh, Sam Doherty left them, James Jared H, Pollock. Jared Pollock, Billy yeah. Longer. They had all these guys who just didn't want to be there and now they've become a destination club because you've got good people in the football club. So uh, that, it can change if you can sort yourself out and... You know, and that's where, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of truth for what Koshy said. That audio, thanks to 5AA, and we'll hear from David Koshy a little bit later on just of how long they've been trying to target Jason Horn francis and the fact that Ken Hinckley had a significant role in attracting him to Port Adelaide. The final truth or spin comes from our very own Brenton Sanderson. He spoke about what Isaac Rankin is worth. No, I think I think just the one pick for Isaac Rankin. I think pick five would be a fair trade. Straight Adelaide's, swap. Yeah, Adelaide's pick five for Rankin. I I can't see, and maybe some back end swaps of picks, and and maybe a player at the right at the back end. But yeah, I think uh, that's a fair trade for me, Isaac Rankin for pick five. Pick five for Isaac Rankin, Lordo. Fair ooh, or ooh, not? Sando did then go, and then maybe a few late picks and uh, a late player too. He softened so it. He didn't softened he? it. He did. So Come uh, on, maybe Sando. a bit of spin there from Sando. He wouldn't yeah. want to negotiate for you, Sando, because he started pick <laughs> five, and then he's just worked out of a little bit more after that. So is he worth more than when he was drafted four years ago, Isaac Rankin? Has anything that he's done in the first four years of his career? There's some football analysts and I, I work with David King he, he loves Isaac Rankin mm. he just he raves about him being one of the you know, if not the most talented players in the competition so he would say he's worth more I look at Isaac Rankin and go well in in four years you haven't done a whole lot are you actually worth more than when you were picked what's your view I'll say yes uh, I think that he's done enough where I'd say and, and Koshy's right in a good environment I'd be pretty excited so if Adelaide can get their act together and create a strong environment, and they can have other players who can improve to assist. My worry is what he's got around him. Again, mm. he's walking into an environment where, you know, they've got players like Sloan uh, banged up, uh, coming towards the end. Uh, Tex Walker, good player, but coming towards the end. Yep. Who are the best young players? At Adelaide Kane, who would you name as the best young players? Uh, well, I love Rochelle and yeah. I love Phil Thorpe. So they're two 
that I think can build an elite yeah. forward line. And then there's there's a lot of young ones through the midfield, but in terms of off-the-charts talent, that would be my who'd, concern. Who would be the best midfielder that he'd play with? Yeah, him? well, that, that's that's the problem. So they've got a lot of midfielders that are the same. For, for yeah. some reason, Adelaide are obsessed with 183 slow, competitive midfielders. Mm. There's there's a, there's so many of them, Berry and Pedler and yeah. Keys and players like that. So... They don't have a point of difference in the midfield and, and Laird's another one would be my concern yep. for the Adelaide Football Club. Sloan's another one. Truth or spin, what do you reckon? Did we get it right? 0419-187-323. Bit of news around from the St. Kittle Football Club. We'll address that next. This is Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Back with the news after this. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. This trade period. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.